All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Such a great song. And one of the classic Christmas movies, man. Absolutely classic. Uh, welcome back to the Gregor Show. Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live in the E-Well studio. Hope you're having an awesome day. And we're into the final hour. We always pick it up the pace here. We had a great first three hours. Now let's pick up the pace here. We always like to get to face value. Uh, auction today for the month of giving is... A brand new, high-efficiency furnace, fully installed. They'll even dispose of your old one. Comes a thermostat, and permanent inspection fees. Like, everything you need, nothing on top of it. This is all it. Or a high 14.3-SEER-2 uh, AC unit with the evaporator coil, pads, bracket, all the electrical connections, permanent inspection fees, everything, right? Thermostat coil purifier, 10 years uh, parts and labor warranty on either one, the uh, lifetime heat exchanger warranty on the furnace, and the 10-year uh, compressor warranty for the AC unit. So either one, it's your choice. You get to pick. And uh, right now, Ramona has it at uh, $5,000, which is a really nice bid. But, hey, we always want to get hired. Let's get to uh, face value. So you can text in at 833-401-1440. As we, uh, and I know everybody always waits the last hour. That's great. We'll go till about uh, 550 and then we will uh, rock and roll. Uh, Terry Ryan is uh, with us again. Uh, Tr, are you big? Uh, are you big Christmas movie guy? I suppose you could say so. I'm a big movie guy, and Christmas takes up a lot of the year. And there's some great things done around the holidays. So I'll say yes. Do you have any faves? Like, do you have any go tos you and your daughter? Do you guys watch every year? Die Hard. <laughs> there you go. Die Hard's uh, a great Christmas movie. Uh, well, you know, Home Alone. 
We just watched Home Alone on the weekend, actually. My son had never seen Home Alone, so uh, we watched Home Alone for the first time. Oh, really? We in a, in our family, um, going back a while, we tend to watch all the, our favorite shows. There's Christmas episodes. There's a bunch. Festivus is one of my favorites from Seinfeld. Oh my God, it's so Curb good. Your Enthusiasm is a great one with yeah. the. Uh, they do it out on the lawn. They got the. Uh, they recreate the birth of Jesus. Um, yeah, and there's there's usually all my favorite shows going back to Cheers. So that takes up quite a while. And then all the classics, It's a Wonderful Life, of course, right? Uh, Elf. Yeah, there's a lot. Every night's dedicated to at least a movie or a TV show. Now, of course, I'm in Sudbury now, but when I get home, the tradition shall continue. We do it, uh, Penny Lane and I often do these watch parties. I didn't even know about it till like recently. But, you know, we can, I'll throw on Netflix here. She'll throw it on there. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Lots of, lots of fun. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, once again, uh, they just offer their uh, thanks for having the opportunity to match everybody's uh, generosity in the uh, pyramid of giving last Friday. Uh, a big, that's uh, a real kind of motivator in their office. So uh, they thank you for letting them uh, match it at the GS Construction. And uh, Mark Spector from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, is he with us now, Cons? He is. Uh, Speck, how you doing? Oh, oh, never been better, boys. What's going on? Oh, Grandpa Speck is all still fired up, eh? Uh, got through the... Uh, Do you have a few Grandpa drinks on the weekend? Nope. Turn it over to leaf, Jason. <laughs> I got to set a good example. No more of that kind of lifestyle for me, buddy. Oh... <laughs> uh... God, if that, uh, I didn't think, could you even go a week? Probably not. Um, so we'll yeah, see. Work, work church and home, baby. Work church and home. Um, uh, Oilers, uh, we cannot, but there's lots of unique stories going on around the NHL. I want to start at the Board of Governors spec and um, expansion in Arizona and how they're kind of tied in. They got to figure out what's going on there, first of all. But how many years before do you think that NHL is a 34 team league? I'm going to say five years and then there'll be 34 teams is that low or high um no that's not low or high that because it let's look at it this way what do we know what can we agree on the nhl owners want more money every day of every week so we'd all agree on that yeah uh what's an expansion team going for these days is it four or five hundred million dollars i don't know what are we charging these days do we know Oh God, man! Uh, well, the last one was six fifty, and it's a bargain already. It would seem yeah. just on face value. So, uh, I would guess, you know, if it went from five hundred to six fifty, uh, it's probably going to go depending on the time. I'm guessing the next one's going to be eight fifty, nine hundred. Yikes! Okay, so they'll like that. That's a something NHL owners would like. The mm -hmm. players don't get any of it. Yeah. They don't get any. All they get out of it is is twenty five or fifty more jobs or whatever the number is. So yeah, it's going to happen. They, they frankly they need to find the two places it'll be successful. Arizona, you guys get it. It's they don't even know if they can stay there. They hope to, but they, what's the next two spots? I mean, Salt Lake City seems like a big one, and Houston. Houston where else are we going? Houston there. Well, the, the most obvious choice, and Terry, I want to get your thoughts on this, but the most obvious choice, guys is Southern Ontario. There's There should be another franchise in the biggest market in in one of the biggest, well, the biggest hockey market in North America. Like, New York's a big city, but Tremont, let's be honest here. You put another team there, like, I don't care about the Maple Leafs and all their, they, another team there, and the Leafs would still be 
massively successful. But that's where they should have the other team. Yeah, go ahead, Spec. Terry, what do you think? Well, oh, what do listen, I think? I'll tell you. Yeah, what do you think, Terry? You go first. Well, I think it it makes sense, but I think it's always made sense. It's always made just as much sense as it does right now. So what are the reasons, right? Like, because it's too close. It's a, it's an approximation thing. So you give me the reason that they would change that rule. I know money's money, but it shouldn't have been done a long time ago. So what's the holdup? Well, no, no well, the holdup's always been that the Leafs are afraid that someone's going to go into their territory and sell some jerseys that they don't get to hmm. sell, right? It's going exactly. to eat up not just on – the Leafs don't worry about selling tickets game by game. They're worried about somebody eating into the domination of the most yeah. highly – the highest density of hockey fans in the world, right? Yeah. They got it. They own it. They don't want to share it. That's what's going on here. It's been going on for 50 years. Yeah, And I, I get why, TR, you say, well, what would make a change? And it's valid question. But I just at, – at some point, the NHL can – there's lots of reasons why. You can argue, like, look at New York City. Look how many hockey teams New York City has. Right? They yeah. got three, count New Jersey. Like, what are we doing? So I, I look at um, the NHL, if they were smart, and, and if they truly were about expanding to the right ways. And let's be honest, it's a Canadian market where, you know, there's only seven teams in the country. Our our overall population grows all the time. It's the uh, the 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 amount of interest in hockey in Canada has not waned. And I honestly think there'd be some fans that would love to jump on and just say, man, I don't like the Leafs. I want to cheer for, for their rival just because, right? There's lots of people to be like, man, I've cheered for Leafs for a long time. They never want anything. I'm going to go for this new team now. And you know what? Who knows if they fall? Well, I don't know if they'd have the same uh, benefits that Vegas had, but either way, I think there, you know, there'd be a massive fan base because lots of people can never go to Leaf games, guys. Right, like they're hard to get tickets to the Leaf games, so now you you just have twice as many opportunities to go see an NHL game. Well, yeah, I mean, what I, are they going to do? Are they going to win less than the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> like, is that what we're worried about? They're going to come in and win less than Toronto? Is that going to be a problem? Yeah, I guys, I think <laughs> certain times there's logical decisions you make as a as a business owner. I, I wouldn't really see that point of view as obvious as someone that's into finance, that's into protecting and wants more and more and more money. But I see this as greed. Everybody wins, but the leaps, you know, like, I mean, there's, it's, it's like you said, it's an obvious hockey market in an obvious hockey country. A lot of people want it. Um, the Leafs would continue to sell out. They just wouldn't have such a huge dominance of the market as, as they do. They would lose a little bit of money when it comes to selling jerseys and revenue from outside the arena. It's going to be sold out every night. It's still going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, give some healthy competition in an area starving for it. Like I said, I see it as greed. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, Jason Gregor, Terry Ryan, Mark Spector with you on Sports 1440. Speck, uh, moving to the orders. Uh, they had a practice yesterday, uh, another one today, uh, then they'll have tomorrow. Today, uh, kind of short and sweet. Um, you know, the coach, it's in, when I look at the orders and I watch their practice back now, I wasn't there yesterday. It was my son's birthday party, but I talked to the guys who were there and, you know, and even talking to the players, it's not like there's been these massive systemic change because there's really, you know, Terry's alluded to this before. It's not like there's so many systems. Oh, geez, we got all these new systems we can run, right? Like you either play zone or man to man defensively. And that's pretty much all you'll play. Now, you know, they put in some things to try to limit um, uh, chances off the rush and that's worked. 
Um, but their penalty kill has been a major focus. They've talked about it. Uh, Stuart Skinner went into kind of pretty good detail today about the penalty kill and you know guys being more committed to their positioning and what they need to do, which then turns around and helps the goalie and you know and players just me- feeling more comfortable. He said, "Hey, you know what? I like uh, Connor Brown was having a discussion with them, saying how you know what I think I'm, I'm really understanding now what our PK does and." You know, that makes a big difference for this team when you look at how many goals they gave up early in the season, Speck. So, kind of, are you expecting anything different, I guess, is my long-winded answer, a question to you for the orders when they come back against Carolina? Yeah, no. What? You, how much are you going to change? You just won four in a row, right? You just you just had a, a game in Winnipeg that showed that you could play a proper defensive game for 60 minutes. They, they allowed one goal fairly early and sat on that and won the game 3-1. Like, you know, I, I think that that uh, we had a nice. We can, I think we can say, Jay, we had a nice chat with the head coach after a big off the record session, and we're not, you know, that was off the record, so we won't tell you everything he said. But, but you know, I think one of the one of the things you learn from him is is what are you gonna? Why are you gonna change things that are going good? So what if it's something that Jay Woodcroft installed before he got there? If it's working. He'd be a fool just what to just to put his stamp on it. Yeah. Why would he do that? He's a smart guy. Block. So oh, at this point, I'm not just saying, oh, you won four in the row. So everything stays the same. What I am saying is they finally got a hockey team. That's that's getting a grasp of its PK system, its defensive system, how it's working in the neutral zone. They're not giving up the odd man rushes. Coincidentally, the goaltending is getting pretty good now that it's got a proper team in front of them. <laughs> What's to change? I wouldn't change much at all. Speck, I'm going off the board a little bit here, guys. I get this question on my podcast a few times in the last week, and I don't know the answer. Um, who do you see as going number one next year? And speaking of the holidays, how how do Canada look at the World Juniors? Go ahead, Speck. Paul, don't ask, don't ask me about who's going number one because I don't profess to be – I don't have time to watch junior hockey. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll watch the World Juniors like every fan out there. I love the World Juniors just like every guy watch it every day don't tell me to pick anybody but canada ever because i'm going to pick them every year and that's what i do uh well celebrini's the guy who's likely going to go number one i don't i don't think it's a lock for sure but i would think that you know celebrini uh talking to craig button you know they they think the uh you know the center iceman i what is he from uh chicago i think in the ushl uh, he's right now the projected number one guy but you know what he doesn't come in obviously after Connor bedard Right. And and no offense to Celebrini, he's not in the people. I, I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about him like Matthews or McDavid or anything. And that doesn't mean he can't be a really good player. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, you know, people weren't raving about Jack Hughes. They thought he was pretty good. But now look at Jack Hughes a few years later. He's damn good. So um, that's what I see there. Um, as far as the uh, the world juniors goes. Yeah. You know what? Uh, USA, Canada. The thing is. You never count out the Finns. Look at the Finns every year, man. Like, there's a smaller country, and those guys show up. They show up all the time. They're always in there. They don't always win, but they always find a way to medal. And um, so Finns would – if I had to pick a team to medal for sure, I'd probably pick the Finns. Not to win the gold, but yeah. to medal for sure, I'd probably pick the Finns because they medal, it seems, more than anyone else. They don't necessarily win more, but they that bronze medal game, there's no one better than the Finns when some guys are really frustrated. They always find ways to win, so – um, but Canada, yeah, they're going to be good. The U.S. is is, is going to be really good, especially if they're healthy. So yeah, um, Speck. Now quickly uh, going to the uh, to a few things. We saw Anze Kopitar 
uh, passed Marcel Dion for the franchise leader in assists last night. And, you know, he, mm-hmm. him, him and Evgeny Malkin are likely to become the 17th and 18th players all time to have 800 or more assists on one t- for one franchise, which is pretty good. Sidney Crosby is uh, has a very good chance, eh, maybe this year, to, uh, to become only the uh, eighth guy to have 1,000 assists for one franchise. And I honestly think, guys, he's going to set the record because Ray Bork owns the record of 1,111 assists as a member of the Boston Bruins. Gretzky's second with Edmonton, and I think it's 1,069. But you look at – so my question to both of you is, Sidney Crosby is going to pass Gordie Howe's record of 1,809 points with one franchise. Yes or no? What's he at today? 1,527. So he needs just under 290. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he'll do it for sure. He's still having, he's having a nice year this year. He's still a good player. Absolutely. Yep. I say yes. What about you, Terry? I told you that story last year when I met him in the Canadian, the Penguins dressing room. And he was still working out like two hours after the game. He was the last person there. And Malkin walked out in Petrie. And we left, couldn't get a cab. So we came back in for a minute. I was with Biz Nasty and uh, Ryan Whitney. And he was tinkering with sticks. This is two and a half hours after the game. He wasn't doing it to impress us. I couldn't believe the level of preparation. So the aging is one thing. But this guy, and it's just, that was a year and a half ago. And he's having one of his best statistical starts ever again. I'm thinking, yes. And yeah. I might be biased. I, I've loved him as, especially as a Canadian, and um, I mean, a, not a Montreal Canadian. I mean, as, as as a Canadian person watching this legend of his sport, love it. So I'm going to bet yes because I want to see it happen. The thing about Crosby that's interesting when you watch him, uh, him and Jake Gunsel. Gunsel's one, uh, Crosby's two. When it comes to five on five scoring, their power play guys is utterly awful. They've scored seven po- seven power play goals. The Devils lead and uh, the Rangers with 27. So we're talking, like, that's a big difference. That's like one power play goal per game less than, like, and that's the best teams. Even just go average. Like, so I look at Crosby's start, and they're doing this with their power play just being an absolute tire fire. You have to think with all that talent, they'll eventually figure it out. And then that means to me that, uh, you know, Gensel and Crosby and Malkin and Carlson, they're going to figure it out because their goaltending is being good. Their five-on-five playing is being good. Their power play is what's killing them right now. It's the only reason they're not in the playoffs. I think they're talking now around Pittsburgh is do we move Carlson ahead of Latang here and let Carlson run the unit uh, instead of Latang? That's one of the things I'm hearing from the scribes there. And the other question I have for you, Jay, then, is maybe the, the bet here – right? Maybe the bet is who beats who first? Does Crosby catch up to Howell with his 290 points and pass him? Or does Ovechkin score his 68 goals or whatever it's at and beat Gretzky? Well, that's a good question. Um, I'll say this about Ovi's got five yeah. go- Ovi's got five goals this year, man. They've really struggled. And now their power play is even worse than Pittsburgh somehow. <laughs> which is mind-blowing to me with them. And so, yeah, that's a good question, man, about Ovi. But, yeah, like, he just looks way slower this year. Like, I think he's going to stay around till you know what, uh, his beard's grayer than mine um, uh, before he breaks that record. But uh, it might take him – a lot of people thought he might have a chance to do it next year. The rate he's going now, it's going to be the no year way. after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Like I, anyway, let's see how it goes. 
we're all cheering for Ovi. I like Ovi. Oh, I yeah. hope he breaks it good for him. But, man, you know what happens. The father time's undefeated. And when the goal scorer starts to forget how to score goals, 68 goals can feel like 268 goals. Oh, yeah. I would, mentally, I've got to think it wears on him for sure. He's not – like, he's got five goals in 21 game, guys. Like, he's on pace for 20 goals. Like, for Ovechkin, yeah. that's like the worst season of his life by a mile. It's crazy. So, I, that's another guy to watch to see if uh, if he's going to wake up. Uh, Spec, appreciate it. We can watch Carolina tonight. Uh, we're going to have Rod Brindamore on the show tomorrow to uh, discuss the uh, Hurricanes. One of the – who, by the way, guys, the worst – team save percentage in the National Hockey League, the Carolina Hurricanes, despite being a playoff team. They got an 874 save percentage from their goalies right now. Look at Terry's face. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, 874. Yeah, it's awful. They can't stay healthy and they can't get a save. This far into the the year, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. The the save percentages are... Everything is changing. I wrote a piece today. It's on sportsnet.ca about Stu Skinner, uh, who's got the second best save percentage in the in the league last four games. But the guy, here's one for you, Jay. Georgiev leads the league in wins. Got 13 wins, yeah. best in the league. He's got a 900 save percentage. Yeah. Right? Well, 900. Well, remember like, what Campbell's record was last year, right? Yeah. Campbell, I think, at one point was 12, 6, and 1 and had an 890. Save percentage because the orders were winning six five. <laughs> well, it's not the same league as it used to be. Daryl Sutter once told me in the playoffs, he says, I need a nine twenty five to win in the playoffs. Those days are long gone. Guys are winning with way less. Awesome. Uh, a nine twenty save percentage will win you the Vesna. So yeah. No, I love it. Uh, average right, save boys. see us back. The average save percentage right now is nine oh three in the National Hockey League. 903. So and I think that's important to remind people because when you see 905, people are like, nah, it's terrible. Or 908, it's no, it's not anymore. We just got to reevaluate. And it doesn't mean the goalies are bad. It means the players, the scorers are better. Right? Look at lots of the shots that come in now. The goalie gives them two inches above the shoulder, and guess what? Because there's no like the goalie can't cover everything if you go down the butterfly. And then the guys hit the holes. Like they're just there's more skill now in the game. And they're moving a lot more, Terry east to west rather than north south and that makes it way harder on goalies yeah and it's good to see remember for a while they were talking about like making the nets bigger oh, just yeah. crazy stuff remember and i'm like I, I don't know even then i said some of these systems could probably go the way of the dodo but there was still a lot of talent and you know there were outliers now i think it's somewhere it's a happy medium people said the 80s was a all-out wild west gunfire or a shootout sorry uh well you know, it also went the other way with the – was it the New Jersey Devils who did the – were, were they the big on the neutral zone trap first? I, I seem to remember yeah. during my heyday as a pro hockey player. And everybody kind of adapted that. And we went into this abyss of – I think Jamie Benn led the league one year with 80 points or something, close yeah. to that. 87. And now we've come back down to somewhere, a happy medium, I think, that we can all agree on maybe. Or, or agreeing on is not really an option, but something that we can all agree is a – Decent products when it comes to goal scoring. 522, quick break. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you. We're going to get to uh, Ryan's rant a little bit later on. Also, uh, month of giving. Uh, it slows. We got a half an hour. We'll get it up there at uh, right now. A steal of a deal at $5,000 for the Brown New Furnace and AC. If you want to bid, you can text in your bids at 833-401-1440. Monday afternoon, Gregor, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440 Live on Owners Nation uh, YouTube. 
as time now to uh, go in the room brought to you by next gen transportation heavy haul transport provider 100 percent locally owned and operated and hey they have new platform trailers ready to work so if you need them Contact them, nextgentransportation.com. As Kevin Woodley from InGoal Magazine and uh, NHL.com uh, joins us once again. Uh, lots to uh, discuss, Kev. I guess let's start. Uh, Stuart Skinner, uh, 9.31 in his last four games. Uh, if you go back, it's 9.07 in his last uh, uh, nine starts for him. So, uh, you know, he's starting to trend in the uh, in the right direction. Um, what, what do you make of Skinner? Is it just, is it simply that, you know, He's making more saves, but he's facing way fewer high danger chances. Yeah, a combination of both, and I, and I think it does really start with the rush chances. And I know, you know, I've beat this drum to death, but I, I actually couldn't believe it, Jason, when I looked um, because they were thirty second for the longest time in terms of the most dangerous chances off the rush, where they ranked in the league. They just gave up way too many. They hear coaches talk about it all the time: easy goals, like where you're just giving away a two on one and double cross seam passes and your goalie doesn't even have a chance. And um, I don't know that it was all those and you'd like to see your goalie make some of those saves for sure, but there was just too much of it. And uh, I just pulled up the number since the coaching change. And, and we talked, I think last week or the week before, about how much, how improved they were. They continue to trend during this four game win streak in the right direction. Since the coaching change, they've gone from dead last in high danger rush chances against to third in the NHL. That's not where they all are overall, but since the change, they were so bad that that still has them in the 20s overall, but since the change, third. Like, this is the defensive profile that we saw from the Edmonton Oilers last season. This is why, from the outside, we were optimistic, or at least I was, that Stuart Skinner, you know, if there was a sophomore slump, it wouldn't be extreme, um, because this is what he's capable of in this environment. That's not to say if you don't go back to, you know, giving up odd man rushes, left, right, and center, and handing up, uh, handing out odd man rushes left, right, and center, that they don't go back the other way. But as the environment is stabilized, so has he. And, you know, since the coaching change, I still have his numbers at slightly below expected, but I think a lot of that was that trip through Florida um, where some of this was still happening. It was like there weren't as many of those chances, you know, and you, you watch the games, you know, but the ones that happened were glaring. They were the easy goals we talk about. And so, you know, this is positive both, in terms of Skinner as he gets his feet under him um, in his second full season. But in terms of the team having a chance not just to make the playoffs, but actually do something when they're there, because the underlying numbers up until the coaching change were such that you didn't, like, even if they got in, it wouldn't matter. Teams with that profile do not have success. So they've, you know, I don't know how much they've changed their neutral zone. Uh, they were really passive, that King style one one three. Uh, under Woodcroft to start the season. I don't know how much of the changes are there or if it's just that renewed attention to defensive detail and not turnovers with a new voice barking at you. Whatever it is, though, this team looks more like the old team in terms of the defensive profile, and I don't think you should be surprised that the goalie looks more like the guy we came to expect last year, too. Yeah, it makes a big difference. I can tell you, Kevin, one of the biggest focuses has just been Poise with the puck and decision making. Uh, you don't. See, the orders haven't made many glaring, if any, uh, giveaways or turnovers. And um, you know they're not taking the risky moves. That, oh, hey, if I race to this puck and if I don't get it, well, it goes up an odd man rush the other way. Then they're just not racing for it, and uh, it doesn't even really get noticeable because there's no odd man rush giving up. Yeah, they don't keep the puck in, but there's no odd man rush giving up, and they just kind of snuff it out, and then the play just goes on. 
Now the the on the flip side of that, like when I look at the offensive profile since the scoring change, like you know the the old expected goals, like it's not flattering. But that's the thing about the Oilers; they have individual talent, guys that can, you know, in a one-on-one basis, they don't need many of those opportunities to finish. When you think of McDavid and Drysaitel, and when things start clicking on the power play, which is popping, like the underlying numbers there are fantastic. They're not creating much off the rush right now. Interestingly enough, though, they weren't when they were terrible. Like when they were giving up chances, it wasn't like they were playing fire wagon, you know, all-star game hockey where they were just trading chances. They weren't creating before either off the rush. Um, That kind of hasn't changed, but they're no longer trying to force it, as you say, and they're not giving it up the other way. In zone, power play and in zone offensively, again, top five in the league in both things. So um, if you think about how that team's built, I think that makes more sense the way they're playing now in terms of, you know, how to optimize the talent that they have there. And, you know, again, like you're just not asking so much from your goaltenders like you were early, which sort of brings us to the question, when is the other guy getting it and who's it going to be? Oh, well, great question. Um, I, I'm, it, it, this is, this is my philosophy. Tell me what you think. Scooter Skinner's going to play Carolina. I think he's going to play Minnesota and I think he's going to play New Jersey unless he's terrible against Minnesota. And then Chicago, to me, you got to pick games. And whether you recall Jack Campbell or you play Calvin Pickard, that's the best chance for that goalie to have success after being out for a while. What do you think? Yeah, it's, and I guess if you're going to wait that long, then you just leave Jack in the, in the minor leagues in the meantime because he gets a chance to continue to get more reps, um, you know, more practice time. That's the one thing about the American Hockey League. If you do believe in – you know, him needing time, and Jay talked about it when they sent him down. There are things they wanted him to change. If you believe in that and you believe it's important, you get more of that time in the American League. Even with the Oilers coming off this, you know, I think it was a five-day break right now, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much you get most weeks in the AHL, right? Games on weekends and practice time. So what you, what you don't want to do, and, and I, I was a little critical of how they did this with, with Picard, was, you know, call, call him up now and then not play him for a week. Like, if you're going to get him up here, get him up here and, and get him right into action. So, um, you know, I am a little curious. Like, you're asking a lot of Stuart Skinner in his second year to play. Like, what's his pace right now? He's got to be at over a 60-game pace. Um, you've had this break. You've had a chance to get him on the ice doing work with Dusty. And, you know, if there's anything that was slipping technically, this break could be perfect to sort of tighten those things up. So I guess it does bode well for that next stretch of three games. But I think you've got to start looking big picture. Like, there's a reason teams around the NHL target, like, 55 or less for the number one. As much as the way this season started, it's all hands on deck for as many wins as you can get to get back in the playoff race. Does it matter if you've played the wheels literally off your number one goaltender when you get there? So you're going to have to find some starts for them. You know, if it's waiting for Chicago, I don't mind that, Jason. I think that makes sense. Um, you know, I do think Carolina is a team that, you know, one of the few teams, frankly, that doesn't really subscribe to the quality over quantity. And they can be a team that will help you build some confidence with some low-quality uh, shots that they take. Um, so there's that to keep in mind. I, there is a big part of me that wants to see Jack Campbell again because his numbers, even when they sent him down, weren't as bad as the raw numbers. Like he, you know, again, like his expected was so low. And up until that last start against Nashville, we've talked about how he's discussed with me. There were a couple he would like to handle differently, make different reads on. Like up until that point, his numbers to the season were exactly where they were when you gave him the ticket out of Toronto. His adjusted save percentage was exactly where it was when they signed him to the contract. So I just, I don't know that he was that, that bad. And I'd like to see before you play the wheels off your number one, 
him get another t- other opportunity up here. Now that said, I'm not watching the practices in Bakersfield. They obviously have a better handle on this than I do, and so sort of granting that caveat, I just I, I worry a little bit about. Um, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, this sort of perception that's been created of him as, of him as being so, so terrible. I'm not sure that was the case when he was up here, frankly. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Terry? Guys, I have a question both of you but kevin you might as well answer it first saying we only have you on here for a limited amount of time now here you got this team the edmonton oilers huge pressure canadian market canadian game whatever you want to call it of all over the earth counting soccer whatever sports polo water polo whatever it is has a goalie the most obvious team on the planet in any other sports that's been crying out for a goalie and and all over their guy making the most campbell would be the oilers now, from my angle, now I live in Newfoundland. I'm right here in Sudbury. I follow the Oilers all the time. Each and every media outlet, including us for the last 10 minutes, we haven't even brought up a guy who's 23 turning 24. He's got a 936. I know he's only started four games, but is this Rodriguez? Like, what's happening here? What, am, I, am I being punked? We haven't even brought his name up. This guy, like, where do you get a goalie? We know what's out there. We know what can't be traded for. We know there's a limited number of them. We know that we're the Oilers, and we have a gem in the minors that we picked in the second round. And we haven't even brought his name up. What is the reason for that? Is there egg on my face? Is he hurt and I don't know it? What's the reason? You know what? Um, it's, it's a really fair question, Terry. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not one I've asked, and he's not a guy I've watched enough. I do know enough to know, because I remember when they called uh, Calvin up, wasn't he running like a 960, right, like, like in the minor? So at, at the start of the season, even though they weren't winning, it felt from the outside like maybe it was a really goalie-friendly environment. Now, hey, like to your point, like Jack Campbell struggled when he first went down there. I wonder how much of that was just 
the reality of the situation hitting him versus, you know, the actual quality of chances he was facing. Like when I watched him his first game down at Abbotsford, you know, you could tell he was a little shook. Um, he played one into his own net and he just, you know, there was a lot going on there. Right. And he admitted it to me mm. at, at the time. So um, it's a fair question. I, I think you could have also said, you know, if, if you're going to call up Picard and he's running a 960, you know, don't you get him in earlier while he's still feeling confident? You know, at the end of the day, all I can sort of say is, like, I trust them as evaluators. At least, you know, I, I know Dusty, um, Olivier's uh, dad, Sylvan, is the goalie coach down there. And I'm, I don't have the answer, which tells me there's more to the question that we don't have the information on. Like, I, that's the beauty of what I have in the NHL. I can look at, like, some guys run crazy numbers, and you look at it, and it's like, yeah, because for the last five games, when he's been up, his team has absolutely, you know, like, kitty bar the door, no chances. Like, I could have played behind that team. Um, I don't have that number. I don't have that ability to give you an adjusted save percentage in the American Hockey League and tell you how much of that 930 is Olivier Rodrigue, and yeah, he's ready for the National Hockey League, and how much of that is in the starts he was. They played really well defensively. I just don't know. I and I don't know one way or the other, right? Like, I, I'm not saying they shouldn't give him the opportunity. Mm. I just don't have the answer. And I, as much as I hate to admit that, because it's like, hey, that's why you have me on, um, I'd rather tell you that than, than blow smoke up your ass and tell you something I don't know, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one i got to dig into, to be honest with you. It's a fair question. Um, you know, you, you think the organization probably has a better handle of the guys than we do, having seen more of them. But given the numbers he's run, yeah, it's it's definitely a fair question. Kevin Woodley joins us, Sports fourteen forty, Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, Kevin, Carolina's in Winnipeg tonight. They'll be in Edmonton on Wednesday. Uh, the Hurricanes have the worst save percentage, and I I removed empty net goals. They have the worst save percentage in the league at eight seventy four for their goalies when they're in between the pipes, and uh, it's it's not just it's been rampant across for all their goaltenders. Injuries have obviously played a factor. How concerned should Carolina be about their goalie? Yeah, I, I would be a little concerned. Um, and I guess the, the, the big answer and the big question here is, you know, what's the update? We haven't had one. Like, like you, hope, you hope first and foremost for his health. Like Freddie Anderson is a guy I've gotten to know over the years and, and quite like. And so, you know, obviously anytime you hear something like blood clots, you just hope that everything's going to be okay yeah. for his health in terms of being able to live a normal life. But if he can get back in, I think that's an important piece for them because everything settles down below them. Antti Ranta has been great in a 1B role in his career. And when healthy, he's actually posted exceptional numbers. Now Freddie's out. Uh, we don't know for how long. Antti's your starter, and it hasn't gone well. Like, it feels like there are just some guys who they are fine in a supporting role, can be exceptional in a supporting role. But when you ask them to carry the mail, it just doesn't happen at the same level. Um, now, interestingly enough, like he's got a really low expected save percentage considering he plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. It's 865, but he's underperforming it. So um, there was a time where I've always said Carolina's a tough team to play behind for goalies because what they tend to do, and we talked about this in terms of easy shots for the opponent, and I've talked to their goalies over the years. I remember Cam Ward saying, like, all we do is warm up the other guy. Like, yeah, we dominate possession and everybody loves our Corsi, but all we're doing is floating 99 percenters at the other end, throwing pucks on net. The goalie's feeling good about his game, making easy saves, 
And unless we happen to get a tip or crash for a rebound, it's not doing anything. And I sit there and watch this for five minutes, and then we give up an odd man rush after all that possession. I haven't seen a puck in five minutes, and it's a two-on-one. I don't know that that's the same anymore. I don't think that's the case to that extreme. Uh, they are giving up a little more than they have in the past. But, you know, again, not going to blow smoke. I'm not going to tell you this is not about goaltending. Both their goaltenders have underperformed. And Pyotr Kochetkov, the Russian, the young Russian that they've got in there, like, you know, the NHL has become a development league for goalies. Never used to be that way. Guys are getting these opportunities at early ages. You've got Akira Schmidt coming in with New Jersey. The following week, he's here right now. He's there in Edmonton. Um, and I'm just not sure if Kochetkov is ready. When I watch him, the upside, like you see the fantastic highlight reel saves, diving poke checks and the like, um, but there's a level of inconsistency to his game. He has outstanding athleticism. It's fun to watch. He relies on it far too often, and that's typically where you see inconsistency. And for a team that doesn't have the stability of a number one at top in Freddie Anderson to sort of just always so consistent in his game and in his approach, um, it feels like everything underneath it has just unraveled a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy to watch, uh, to see a team that low. And lastly, to the Ottawa Senators, who are currently in last place in the Eastern Conference. Granted, they got a lot of games in hand. But, uh, they, you know, they're 14th uh, best points percentage. Uh, they're quite far out of it. Looks like it'll be another wasted season. Uh, you know, you look at guys, Corpusallo, you've talked about this before, the system in L.A. for Corpusallo, him and Talbot switched teams, and their numbers <laughs> basically switched as well. What do you make of the Ottawa goaltending situation? Well, I mean, you, you made my first point for me, right? Like, so as much as you want to criticize Corpusallo, um, look at what Talbot's doing in L.A., and you tell me that there isn't an element of how this team plays. Uh, they've had some injuries on the back end. Anton Forsberg's coming off a shutout in his last start. Up until that point, his expected save percentage was 865. Like, again, one of the lowest in the league. We just talked about Auntie Ranta. Like, when you're expected, when you're baseline, when you're playing average, you should have an 865 save percentage. That tells me something about the defending in front of you. Corpus Allo is slightly, slightly below expected. Like his, his, he's, his expected is at league average, and he's playing slightly below that. So he's capable of more. You signed him to give you more than that, and you're going to need more than that. But we've seen this for a number of years in Ottawa, right? Philip Gustafson wasn't good enough to play for them. Last year, he was arguably you know, the only goalie who had numbers similar to Linus Allmark. Now he's taking a step back this year. Interestingly enough, the environment's gotten tougher. Like, I guess what I'm saying is it would be easy to say, hey, goalies are voodoo and they made the wrong choice. But I just think so much of it is you just don't know how a guy's going to react behind a different environment. And when, when you're expected drops 20 points, you know, can you maintain what you did before? Probably not. How big a fall will you have relative to it? And in the case of Corpus Allo there, and I guess Gustafson in Minnesota this year, like they've fallen more in a bad environment. Like they're just not able to maintain that high level of play. You know, some of that could be play reading, right? Like when it's that bad that often, do you trust what's going on in front of you? If, you know, if you square up on the shooter counting on your defenseman to take the back door off the rush, you know, four, five, six times in a row and the, and the defenseman doesn't, are you going to start to cheat or do you stay with the system? And, and that's the same of every player on the ice in terms of, you know, trust in the system and what guys are doing around you. But when you're a goalie, the puck just starts ending up in the net behind you a lot more often. And it can get really hard to sort of get back to trusting what you're supposed to be doing when you don't trust the people around you to be doing their job as well. Kev, great stuff, my man. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. 
Thanks, guys. Enjoy. It's Kevin Woodley in Ingle Magazine, NHL.com. We'll come back with Ryan's rant and your final chance to get in on the month of giving. It's a steal right now, but uh, here the some bids are brewing. Uh, Cons will update us uh, when we return. 833-401-1440 if you want the brand new furnace or brand new AC. It's a bargain right now at 5K with Ramona. You on Jason Greger show. Steve's in at uh, 5,200. So uh, Steve is in. Ramona, get on your... Uh, Connor's going to be uh, working the phones. We always like in the final uh, few minutes to have uh, people... Uh, be able to answer the phone so they can get in their uh, their bids, and away we go. So uh, there you go. So cons is, and this is where we see Connor. It's like he's uh, a salesman, TR, at the uh, last moment. Let's get to uh, Ryan's rant now, uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. Family-run business for over 50 years, and, man, they keep expanding. You look outside, it's sunny, it's great, but now's the time to get solar because uh, – it is awesome. It's going to save you lots of money. The bills keep going up. Well, uh, solar will help you get grants, whether it's uh, commercial or residential. So go to actionelectrical.net, and they can help you out. As uh, Terry uh, Ryan is now up with Ryan's Rant. Thank you, Jason. Uh, I got a couple things here. We got so much time. We got 10 minutes. 10 minutes, do we? Um, okay. A couple things I was going to talk about, so I'm going to start here. With basically a comment, but we talked about minor league goalies. So when I played in Fredericton, do you know who our goalies were there? I do I not. Would... So, uh, number one, Edmonton fans will know we had Matthew Garon, okay, who ended up coming out to Edmonton and having a fairly successful time. We had Jose Theodore, and we had Thomas Vokun. And up top, up top in the NHL were Pat Jablonski and Jocelyn Tebow. So it's, it was an odd situation because all three goalies we had in the minors, you could have made an argument, or event, especially a few years later. But we all knew how great they were. But it was odd from my perspective, too, because I never usually shoot on right-handed goalies. And everybody we were seeing other than T-Ball was catching with their right hand. So it was even weird in practice because you go play the game and it wouldn't be the same. You know, it's completely different seeing that. Um, did you see Marner the other night when he had the, I think it was the, yeah, it was a shootout goal. The stutter step is one thing, but see how he went up on the glove side? If you shoot right, that option is there. I never usually see that as someone who shoots left. But in the minors, we had three guys that all caught with their right hand. So it was like seeing the world from a mirrored angle every time we went to play. Um, but what, I, what I'm curious about, Jason, help me out here. I think we talked about last time I was on the show about Deion Sanders getting sports person of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't know if you use Spotify even, but whatever, if it's Apple iTunes or whatever it is, whatever your method of listening to music is, a lot of the lists came out the other day, like, you know, the top songs that you played for the year, top albums, top genre. Are you aware of that? Yeah, yeah. You see? Okay, so it all came out. And, you know, other things down the list, you know, Time Magazine Person of the Year is coming, I think, next week and things like that. My question is, in this world, and it's just so fast-paced and instant gratification and quick, uh, just quick. Like, a, a, a music video used to be considered a, a quick video. Now, I mean, it's it, it's the shorter the TikTok, the better. Maybe four, seven, 15 seconds, whatever it is. Vine was popular for a while. It sped up everybody's attention span. We always feel panicked. So why, then? Just why can't we take put our foot on the brake a little bit? Why are we putting these lists out on November 28th? 
there's a full month like December's a huge month. Think of it. Even when it comes to movies, they're, they're like, well, I guess the Oscars do it one way, but a lot of these magazines will have you go, I don't know, Rolling Stone or whatever it is, you know, that pay attention to pop culture and entertainment, entertainment weekly people. A lot of these are putting out lists now. Like, you know, person of the movie of the year. How the hell do you know? Isn't Christmas a big and important time of year? Isn't December a full month? To me, one twelfth of the year is a big portion of the year. If I didn't include every December, that's almost four years of my life that I just would pass over as nothing. And th- does the list have to come out in November? Is there any advantage to me judging, picking, or reading about who is the person of the year oh, in yeah. this category? Oh, yeah. Like in November? Yes, because what? they ha- they want to release it before Christmas because then people watch it all again and they go see it again. Right. It's a marketing thing for sure. Right. And I think okay, they, when it they, comes to Spotify, what is it? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Right. Well, just because well, everybody, why rush it? they like to do their lists. Everybody likes to have their list out. Like, But you know what? It, it doesn't make any sense. I, okay. Deion Sanders, what's the advantage of me knowing that uh, now uh, or January 3rd oh, yeah, when you well, when the year has gone by? It's totally and, fair. Uh, mind you, mind you. And please, I don't mean to cut you off because I want you to respond. But mind you, December is a big year. If it's if it's sports, football is a big you know, it's a big month for football. The World Juniors are about to take place. The goal of the year might happen on December 27th. Why are we in such a rush to end the year on November 28th, 29th? All right. TR, I love you're fired up, buddy. Connor's working the phones, and he's telling me in my ear because we're over because we got to get to the break. So um, yeah, it's, it's a over. really good question. We got a lot of texts coming in. Uh, Ramon and Steve are going back and forth here on the uh, text line. So Connor's going to give them uh, equal opportunity to a bid. We're up to Ramona had it at 5,500. 5,600, excuse me. So it's up to 56 now. So they're going to keep going. Cons is on the phone. But he's going to have to get to a sports update. Brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. TR, thanks for joining us, buddy. On short notice, we really appreciate it. Good luck filming, and uh, we will see you on Thursday. Now that I want to stay on, you're kicking me off. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Edmonton. See you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.